Welcome football fans. Buckle up for another hard-hitting episode of Let's Talk XFL, the only podcast solely focused on the XFL. From a sunny Southwest Florida studio, here's your host Michael Lathrop. Hello football fans. This is episode 13, lucky number 13. Before we get started, I'd like to take a moment to recognize a listener who gave the show a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts since the posting of the last episode. It is much appreciated, and I ask Wedge777 to reach out either by email or social media with your information. Although I have not yet determined the items for the swag bag, I would like to be prepared for when I do. I apologize for getting this episode out later than usual due to the lack of XFL developments. I held off in hopes of breaking news. Unfortunately, I do not have a guest this week, and it will just be me this time around. This week, we do have a few developments to discuss. So let's get to it. On January 5th, the XFL filed for a third trademark extension for the Los Angeles Wildcats trademarks, and it was granted. For trademarks to be approved, the applying entity must intend to use the said trademark. If this is so, there are two likely uses. First, the league has plans to resurrect the Wildcats for the 2023 season, whether it be in Los Angeles or another market. Second, being the XFL does not intend to reuse the namesake in 2023, however it could be offering a retro line of merchandise on its league's website. Personally, I believe the league's new ownership are wise and recognize it is important to not start from scratch, but to build upon the foundation that was created in 2020. By utilizing the same identities and markets, they have already established fan bases. And all the Los Angeles Wildcats struggled with attendance. Despite that struggle, there is existing name recognition and a list of season ticket holders that could be helpful in restarting a team in the nation's second largest television market. It is smart to utilize the effort and money spent on the market previously and fine-tune their approach. I acknowledge professional football has struggled in Los Angeles, but we cannot fail to recognize the city's importance and impact on the league obtaining a favorable broadcasting agreement. That alone is the most significant revenue stream, and it will ultimately be a deciding factor for the XFL's future. On January 19th, on WNSR Afternoon Stretch, co-host and former St. Louis Battlehawks offensive lineman Bruno Regan discussed the likelihood of him returning to the gridiron. Here is the segment of the show where he mentions it. Welcome back to the Afternoon Stretch. Bruno Regan, Ray Dosky, Zach Williams here on Nashville Sports Radio. Enjoy it while you can. Because <laughs> Bruno uh, wants to go be a big football star. That's what Bruno wants to do, huh, Bruno? Hey. What would be a success? Because, I mean, I've heard you say it before. Obviously, you played in the XFL, SEC football player. You've, you've said it before. You're like, I just want to play one down in the NFL. <laughs> like, yeah. just Would that really suffice? Like, just get that one contract, no. one down? No. I would just It would make me want more. Yeah. I'd want to start, which I think I can do, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, you played at the highest level of, of college football. Play at the highest levels of everything other than the high level. Yeah. So. <laughs> 
Are we just gonna? Overlook? And I did good that camp. I was playing against <laughs> those guys that were on the camps I was at at LA and stuff like that. The most frustrating part about a place like like especially LA. First of all, LA's coach was a douchebag. This is the worst coach. Can I say that? Wait, on the, anyway. What year was it that you were there? That would have been a. Uh, it was it was rookie mini camp for 18, 2018. It was it was, was, an, it was Anthony, Anthony Lynn. But yeah, yeah. no, I liked him. Oh, okay. I, I low-key liked him. It was their own line coach. Oh, okay, okay. That guy was just the worst person I've ever met in my life. But, it, you know, I, I don't need my coach to be the best. I don't need my coach to be a saint. I need my coach yeah, to you, be a good you've coach. you've talked about how you like arguing but, with your coach. <laughs> I think it's just sometimes, you know, iron sharpens iron. But anyways, God, there was nothing worse than I was – I was telling everybody what – I mean because it's a, it's a fast – you're there for like a week, two weeks. Like you don't have a lot of time. And they give you the whole playbook. They're like, learn this. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm there and, and the guys are looking at me. They're like, what do we do? What do we do? And I'm like, all right, do this, do this, do this. And I'm doing this and then they're like, the right guard messes up. And he's like, what the – you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's ridiculous. Coach so. talk that nobody actually knows happens until a camera's in there and they see it and then – it's just fun. This is really stupid. So what is like? What would be success to you? Just playing. Just playing. Taking the op. It's gonna sound corny, motivational, but taking advantage of the opportunity. Yeah, that's all it is. Because what's the window on that too? What's the window of opportunity? You think I could go at that Jason position? Jason Kelsey. Jason Kelsey could make all. Uh, could make all pro team still. And he's thirty four. Andrew Whitworth is forty years old yeah, for the tackle. Rams. Tackle. Yeah. Tackle, you're not, you're not like not going to say you're not in the trenches. You're definitely in the trenches with some of the best. But if you're technical, you can survive. If you're technical and have the length, you can survive a tackle. And he's proving that. I don't know. I feel like I I feel like I could still make a team and play ten years. Ten years. I think that I never had a major injury or anything. Bruno's, Bruno's a success for me. He's got a football card. That's all. I, that's that's all that matters. The guy's got a football card. You got a football card. You've made. Ray, it. We can make, we'll cool? make cards for that the is, show. Okay. No, that's we'll, awesome. We'll like a trading card for the show. We'll put Ray in it. Like, Ray will be the one character. Like we don't. We don't have the photo for it. It'll just like have like a standard like silhouette of a person. As long as my name is in print, I'm good. Yeah, I don't need. I don't need the photo. I'm I good. saw my name on. Latex or whatever. Uh, yeah, there uh, yeah, there's so yeah. I talked a lot of chats about the USFL. Probably gonna go play for them if they pay enough. But the thing, <laughs> <laughs> the thing, so, the way you said <laughs> that sucked. <laughs> I mean, just simply listen. Sucked. It's not my job to sell the league. All right, that's their job. Although Regan mentions he is now open to the possibility of playing in the USFL, it appears that is not his desire. To me, it sounds like his goal is to eventually play in the National Football League. He says he feels that he still has 10 years of football left in him. Anyone who has followed Regan's social media accounts or listened to his radio show in the past know that he has continued to be a supporter of the XFL. These comments should be welcomed by the XFL fan base and see it as a sign that if the USFL does not pay enough, then we could see him return to the XFL in 2023. On January 21st, it was reported that June Jones turned down the University of Hawaii's offer to become their head coach. According to Jones, the offer was not worth his consideration. He addressed the situation with media. Here is a segment with his thoughts on the offer. This is the winning. Um, I mean, how are you going to recruit when you got a two-year contract? uh, I told Dave, I said, I'll take a five-year contract. You can fire me anytime, no penalty. But I said, how are you, how are you going to recruit kids when they want to know who's going to be your head coach for the next four or five years? 
And, uh, you know, I've never taken a job that uh, been dictated who I can hire and who I can't hire. And I don't think any coach in their right mind would accept a job like that. So, yeah, they offered, but not accepted. It is clear. Jones not only turned down the University of Hawaii's offer, but they were far apart from it ever becoming a reality. To provide you with the University of Hawaii side of the negotiations, here's what the university spokesperson had to say. This is Pilau. When Matlin met with Coach Jones, it was not about returning to past glory and giving him the keys to the castle. It was about the future of the program, short-term and long-term, which despite Jones' questionable strategy to negotiate in public, we still wanted to find a way for him to help lead that effort. Coach and AD Matlin met for about 30 minutes yesterday. It was their second meeting. And UH had already increased the contract length for two to three to, from two to three years. Imagine what could have been accomplished if they put hours into that conversation. Instead, Jones walked out and it went public. And complaints about micromanaging the hiring of assistant coaches is a red herring. Every hire at UH requires approval of at least one level above the supervisor. The football team's no exception to that. Shortly after the job was posted, he began lobbying publicly, a full court press in the media and behind the scenes. You know, this is an unheard of, but it's highly unusual, and it was deliberate. And he lobbied for the job publicly. Why? He's June Jones. He needs no introductions. Why not apply and respect the process? Contract offers for any coach depends on the candidate, the situation, and everything. So I can't verify if he's ever uh, tried to do something like this before, um, though it you know, makes absolute sense now, at least in the minds of, of, of UH. Let's start when hiring someone. When you're hiring someone, work history matters. All I can say is, wow. To think that a potential reunion could turn into such a shitstorm. It is evident that regardless of whatever happens in the future, Jones will not be returning to the Rainbow Warriors sidelines. And on January 22nd, the University of Hawaii officially named Timmy Chang as their new head coach. Doing so completely shuts the door on the possibility and keeps Jones as a free agent. After all, when one door closes, another door opens. If the XFL has any intention of bringing Jones back for the 2023 season, they need to stop wasting time and get an agreement done with him as soon as possible. I know I'm not alone. A large number of fans would like to see the most successful coach from 2020 involved in the upcoming season. Since the last episode, I posted a poll on the show's Twitter account. I asked, Seeing The Rock mentioned there will be XFL news in two to three weeks, how many teams do you think there will be in 2023? The poll received 161 votes, with eight teams receiving 54.7%, 10 teams receiving 32.3%, and 12 teams receiving 13%. I am not surprised by these results. Seeing the way the league shut down in 2020 and the fact that currently the pandemic is not behind us, it seems like the sensible choice. The new ownership is business savvy and appear to have a focus on making the league pay for itself. The fewer number of teams helps to achieve that goal and it ensures that the league will return for a second consecutive season. I love that 45.3% believe there will be more teams. Expansion is key to long-term growth and stability. Perez. Colby Pearson breaks it 
all good things must come to an end. This concludes another episode of Let's Talk XFL. As always, I'm interested in receiving your feedback. So do not be a stranger. Reach out to me and let me know your thoughts. And if you do so, your comments might just make it on the show. But before you go, do not forget to subscribe and rate the show. Thank you for tuning in. Till next time, cheers. Thank you for tuning in to today's show. Don't forget to subscribe and rate Let's Talk XFL on your platform of choice. Follow Let's Talk XFL on Facebook and Twitter at Let's Talk XFL. Do you have a question or topic you would like to have addressed on the show? Message the show via social media or send an email to letstalkxfl at gmail.com.